the thing is, I got really serious about the Lord actually in uh, the youth group. I went to a church in Cleveland, Ohio. It was a Christian Missionary Alliance church. Uh, and they had a really big youth group. But the thing about the youth group was it wasn't just a place to hang out. We had a lot of fun. We had a ton of fun. But it was places that I learned about actual practical ministry, like how to serve people, how to look for people that are on the edges and how to reach out to them as peers and learn practical administrative things. There's a lot of things I learned. We went on missions trips. It's where I started to develop a heart for the world and learned about evangelism. It was it was probably one of the best things that prepared me for life in ministry. And I think about how so many of my peers from that youth group are, in, are serving the Lord, whether in lay ministry or professional ministry to this day. And Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. And this week we're again in our series in the in the study of the Gospel of Matthew called Behold Your King. And we were looking at Matthew chapter 3, the first 10 verses. And uh, um, the title of the message was Radical Repentance. And so if you missed any of that, get over to whitefieldschurch.com. You can download it there. And, uh, of course, uh, we do have an app as well. And if you can download that app on, I think, Google Play or on the Apple Store, I think WFCC or just Whitefields Community Church. And, um, of course, all of our archives are there, Sunday Sermon. And if you sign up, you can get updates about all the things that are happening here at Whitefields Church. And one of the things that are happening, you can see that Pastor Nick is not to my left, but... Pastor Nate Medlong is here, and uh, just like we did with Pastor Stephen uh, Pomeroy when he joined our staff, we have a new staff member, and that is uh, Pastor Nate Medlong, all the way from Kharkiv, uh, Ukraine, by the way of Cleveland, as we see on his shirt, and we'll see how far Cleveland goes to the Super Bowl this year. They're supposed to be like, uh, you know, Joe Flacco all the way, right? So, <laughs> well, I'm, alert. I'm a little scared to make predictions on this podcast because the last time you interviewed me, I said Kharkiv was not going to be invaded by Russia. Exactly. And that didn't age very well. So, I'm not going to make any predictions. Yeah. So, this is your second time on the podcast. Yeah. And as you rightly say, the last time I interviewed you, we were talking about a potential war. I think it was January of 2021, right? Yeah. The first week of January. First week of January. And you're like, well, I'm leaving in a week. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. When I get home, and well, you know, unfortunately, what did happen was that Russia invaded uh, Ukraine. And Kharkiv, just for our listeners and our viewers, is on the northeastern corner of Ukraine. And um, you are what? 45 minutes from Belroad? Oh, Belroad. We're about 26 yeah. miles to the border. To the Russian border. So, yeah, in the beginning of the war, you were one of the first places to get hit and had to. Um, had to leave with your family and so, and um, got relocated. So, well, why don't we start there? Well, let's just say first, Nate has come on board here as our new tech director and as the youth pastor here at Whitefields Community Church. And so many of you know, uh, Kurt Fuller is moving to Hungary as a missionary being sent out from here. And Nate is taking over his tech director duties and taking on the uh, youth pastor role as well. So he won't be sleeping at all uh, or sleeping here at the church. But uh, so, but let's get, uh, let's people get up to speed how you ended up here at Whitefields. And let's just begin with, uh, was it 
February 21st, right? 24th. 24th, yeah. February 24th, uh, 2021. Let's just begin there. Well, I mean, February 24th, I woke up at about 4.30 in the morning to the news, and I saw the news that Russia announced that they were going to invade Ukraine. And so I started to get, get my family together. We had a lot of our stuff packed because we just knew it was a possibility. And, you know, before long, we started to hear artillery in the distance and helicopters and jets flying over as they were on their way to bomb the city. We're on the very edge of the city. And, uh, you know, we packed it. And as soon as we got on the road, we just met traffic jams. And it was three days of 18 or more hours in the car driving. We had two cars with my family. And uh, it was a challenge. But the amazing thing was is we just – God allowed us to get out so quick and – we got everybody from our church out of the city that day. My wife is a director, was the director of our small Christian school. We we're able to get everybody to safety. And uh, so we ended up in Hungary where, you know, you and Pastor Nick met us right away. And we were able to eventually get to the States. Um, and from then I started, from a month in, I started to make trips back. And you kind of think I've made seven trips, I think, already. <laughs> just to work with the, just to continue to work with the churches there and see how we can strengthen the church in the midst of war. Yeah, because most of your church kind of relocated to the western cities, right? Lviv, Mukachevo. Um, yeah, Uzgorod, some to Kiev, yeah. uh, some out of the country. There's there's literally one person left in the city that decided to stay to do work with uh, Young Life, and she's actually I think moving soon. So let's just, so your wife, uh, for our viewers, say she, Diana, she is Ukrainian. Yes, yeah, she's Ukrainian. And so, kind of introduce us to the rest of your family. Okay, well, because <laughs> it's very unique. Yeah, we have a unique family. <laughs> so uh, we have six kids. Uh, four of our four oldest were either adopted or foster kids, and then we have two biological kids. And somewhere along the way, we have a nephew living with us. So um, my oldest daughter, she came with us to the states, Natasha, and she's. Just started to establish life in Cleveland, Ohio. So she's there. My second oldest, Christina, she was not living with us when the war started. Uh, and she was able to get out with some friends. And she's been in Ecuador uh, ever since there. And then another daughter, who's 22, was also not living with us. Uh, she relocated first to Poland. And now she's in Germany working there. And I've been able to see her a few times on my trips. But then after that, we have... Uh, that was that was Karina, and then we have Nika, who is 18. She she came with us here, and then we have uh, an, next week a 10 year old son, uh, Eddie, who's with us, and an almost eight year old daughter, Cassie, and then we have a 19 year old nephew, Tim, that is a refugee from Ukraine, living with us. He's with us here in in Longmont. Wow, that is uh, incredible. <laughs> yeah, and you also had a house that you built there in Kharkiv as well. Yeah, we, we had a house we built specifically so that we can take these kids and long-term maybe more kids. And the house is still there, thank God. I mean, there was early days of the war. There was a hit. A factory was hit about a half mile one way. And then a, re a restaurant and school a half mile the other way was hit. But the house is still standing. For a while, it was hosting a refugee family. And we're hoping it's going to continue to be used for ministry. We'll see. We'll see we'll what see, happens. Yeah. But now you are here. So kind of like uh, walk us through maybe some of the things that happened in getting you from Cleveland to Whitefields. Well, it's interesting because when I came to the States, a lot of people were like, oh, you should try to get a job at a church. And I just wasn't really – I never looked at church as like a vocation. And I just – there was a lot of churches that I respect, but it just – the way a lot of American churches run and the vision, I just felt like – 
I just missed the way we ran things in Ukraine. Like the missionary church, this constant focus on on replacing yourself, on discipling new believers, not just new believers, but discipling people in the ministry. So you work yourself out of a job. And I just, that's just the way that I've been functioning for 20 years. And I would always say like, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want to be on staff at a church in America, except for maybe Whitefields, but they would never probably hire me. And for the last, you know, almost two years now, I've been going back and forth and, and Whitefields has been one of my biggest supporting churches uh, as a missionary. And they've been really involved with all of my trips back to Ukraine. And really, we've been trying so hard to get back to Ukraine. We didn't really want to leave. And we've been trying to figure a way to get back that we know we couldn't go to Kharkiv because it's still too dangerous for our kids. And we're just really praying. And my wife, because she's a Ukrainian citizen, when we got her, she had applied for her green card or permanent residency. And it's it's a very long, drawn-out process. And um, My wife has to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah so, you know, <laughs> and it's just, uh, it, it, you know, we don't, and until it's done, she, we can't we can't go back as a family. And so I was, uh, last September, I was, this just a few months ago, I was in Ternopil, Ukraine, and at, at a pastor's conference. And I was just really frustrated. I was praying because I really wanted to be there. And I felt like I was, I just felt the Lord was saying, like, you're trying to make something happen, you know, partially because I didn't want to let anybody down there. And I just felt the Lord said, you know, just release your future to me. Release, like, and trust that I know where you need to be. And, and that's the hardest thing is, uh, as a refugee, you know, even though I was back in my home city, um, when you don't really know what the next move is, you don't know where you're supposed to go next. It's, it's very difficult to like, you know, get grounded and cause you never know if you're going to go back. And I just felt the Lord just saying, you know, just trust me, release everything to me. Don't have any plans and just trust me. And if I want to get you back to Ukraine, then I'll get you back in your time. And so a week later, um, Nick sends me a message, Pastor Nick sent me a message while he was in a staff meeting. I think it was a Tuesday, actually, like today. And, um, and he says, hey, you know, Kurt's moving. And uh, he also mentioned that, you know, Pastor Stephen was coming on staff. And Pastor Stephen and I worked together for several years in Ukraine. I was his assistant pastor in Ukraine years ago. He says, Stephen's coming and Kurt's leaving and we really need a tech director. Would you consider coming? You know, even in with the mindset of whenever God calls you back to Ukraine, we want to support that. And... I just remember looking at my wife. She's like, this is what they answer. This is what we've been praying about. And so it wasn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't really a hard decision because we love Whitefields. We love the church. We love working with everybody here. The vision of ministry here is very in line with what we've been doing. And because, especially because you and Pastor Nick have been coming over for what, almost 10 years to Ukraine, training our leaders in our churches about functioning and growing as a church. And so much of what we've been doing in the last 10 years in Kharkiv was a direct result of what you all have been teaching us. And so it just felt so natural. And uh, we prayed and we sought the Lord and the Lord just confirmed and everything happened fast. And then on my way here, somehow I became the youth pastor, but I'm excited about that yeah. too. Well, let's talk about, well, let's let's begin with your tech director experience yeah. because that's kind of how you and I have connected is, um, you know, working the, the audio side of things under very, uh, difficult circumstances. <laughs> and, uh, but you come from the Calvary Chapel, you know, just like uh, that tech director job being part there in Horizon. It was a difficult job. Oh, at Horizon. Yeah. I, I've been involved in sound ministry for, I started when I was probably about 15, 16, so almost 30 years. And do the math, you can tell how old I am. <laughs> but uh, you're like, you don't look a day over 60. No, yeah. that's from sound ministry for many years. No, but. I was under a lot of situations where there was just a lot of, it was a very intense a lot of times. And 
lot of stress. And, you know, in general, in ministry, those backline ministries, you know, like maintenance, sound, those kinds of things are always tend to bear the brunt of other ministries. And so for me, it was a really good thing as a young Christian to be involved because I learned really quick whether I was serving the Lord or doing it for people's attention. Because basically only, let's be honest, people only know who the sound guy is if they're on the worship team or if the sound guy makes mistakes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good training. And when I came on the mission field, I was like, oh, this is easy after running sound in a church for years. You know, so. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on board. You, you and I have worked specifically in Ukraine where uh, it took a, uh, we were at the, the concert in Rivna. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had probably five minutes by the time everything was set up. Um, you got it all up and running and uh, ready to go. And so, but it's great to have you on board and bring all that experience with you here at the church. But also the youth pastor, I think, you know, you the the church that you left in Kharkiv, you know, a lot of youth, a lot of young adults, that's kind of your wheelhouse with your, your own adopted kids and things like that. So you bring that kind of heart to that position and uh so just kind of, you know maybe share some thoughts on how you view the youth ministry going forward here at Whitefields and and all those and um well I mean the thing is I got really serious about the Lord actually in uh the youth group I went to a church in Cleveland Ohio it was a Christian Missionary Alliance church uh and they had a really big youth group but the thing about the youth group was it wasn't just a place to hang out we had a lot of fun we had a ton of fun but it was places that I learned about actual practical ministry, like how to serve people, how to look for people there on the edges and how to reach out to them as peers and learn practical administrative things. There's a lot of things I learned. We went on missions trips. It's where I started to develop a heart for the world and learned about evangelism. It was, it was probably one of the best things that prepared me for life in ministry. And I think about how so many of my peers from that youth group are, in, are serving the Lord, whether in lay ministry or professional ministry to this day. And, you know, like you said, in, in Kharkiv, most of our people were somewhere between the ages of like 16 to like 26. That was the majority for years because our city was a big university city. And just we realized you only have them for a specific period of time because a lot of them would graduate and go on. The same thing with youth ministry. They're going to graduate. Maybe they stay here in Longmont. Maybe they go somewhere else. But the goal is while God has entrusted us to them, is how do we help them get ready for a life of serving the Lord, but also a life for going out into the world when they're away from their families, that they have a solid foundation and uh, they're able to stand wherever they go. And so that's my passion. My passion is to see all the youth like involved in, in weekly ministry, realizing they don't have to wait. Ministry is not for something you do when you're older. Uh, for, we mentioned discipleship. Discipleship is a huge part of the way I view everything in ministry from, from running sound to, to youth ministry is that we would just be building into every part of the body that everybody will, will be encouraging each other. And so that's, that's our passion. We want to see the youth ministry grow and we want to see kids reached and those that are Christians really equipped for ministry. But we also want to be a place where non-Christian kids, uh, kids from non-Christian families feel welcomed and loved. And, and a big part of that is going to be raising up youth to, to minister to them. So I think that's a big thing what we want to do. Yeah. And that's a great, great vision. And, uh, yeah, I think you bring such a, a breadth of experience with you to the role and, you know, just to see it in, you know, Eddie and Cassie coming here on Sunday morning, they know that they're not here to just 
get up to trouble. <laughs> They're yeah. here to serve. And you make that quite abundantly clear, you know, and see Eddie, he's like, he wants to get involved and get doing things. And, and uh, you know, and that's, you know, the same with me. I, a lot of my most impressionable years was in youth group and kind of the vision I have for ministry and a lot of things I learned and good and bad, I learned from being a youth group and, mm. and, and how to walk out my faith. Because I think, you know, our kids nowadays are on the front lines of, the culture wars that are happening and uh, we want to give them a solid foundation for for not only theologically but how to uh, view the world with love and compassion and 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 be open to how God might use a conversation or use their presence to be that fragrance of Christ to the kids they come in contact with every every day and yeah. and uh, you know so now it's great I and I think you going to bring uh, amazing, uh, you know, a passion to that role, not only in the youth, but also as our tech director. And so if you're looking for youth or you're looking for where is that noise coming from on a Sunday morning, Nate is your guy, Pastor Nate. <laughs> and uh, we're, People have already found me. On yeah, people have already <laughs> found him. So we're, it's such a joy to have him and his family on staff here with us. And so come up and introduce yourself. Or if you're watching us online on Sunday mornings, he's the guy who's going to be helping get that, you know, working. And so leave a comment, you know, rate, review, all those kind of things. And uh, we look forward to seeing you Sunday as we continue in the book of Matthew. God bless.